Hello and welcome to the Bliss Bean Show. I'm your host, Patrice, and on this podcast, we talk about how to design intentional days, create meaningful work, and get more out of life. Hello and welcome back to the Bliss Bean Show. Today with me, I'm talking to Sean Rizwan, a fellow YouTuber, podcaster, and a student at Boston College. Could you give us a rundown of what your channel is about and how, why, and when you started it? Yeah, for sure. So as you just said, my name is Sean Rizwan. Um, I guess like my main identity is that I make YouTube videos, you know, on the internet. Um, I'm also a student, full-time student at Boston College which actually isn't in Boston. It's like right outside Boston. So the name's kind of confusing. We're not, we're not Boston University also. We're commonly confused. Uh, I started my channel, I want to say it was the fresh, it was the summer after my freshman year of college. So that's like 2018. Yeah. Like May, June, 2018. Um, I was just like at home summer after freshman year. I didn't have like a job, didn't have like an internship or like anything to do. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start a YouTube channel and then I haven't looked back since. Yeah. So we actually realized the first time we were talking that we started our channels at almost the same time because I started mine in April 2018. It was also kind of like a, I'm interested in videography. I like blogging. Why not just do it? So when you were younger, did you always have an interest in photography and videography as well? Mm-hmm. I think... I think I've always been like a creative person. Um, like I've always loved not just like video and photography. Like I remember I would just like make like doodles all the time, like in elementary school. I'd be like, I was like the artsy kid, I guess, in elementary school. Like I would just be drawing all the time. And there's like photo booth on like the Mac. Like I was like obsessed with that as a kid. And that was like my first introduction into this. Like me and my friends, we would like record ourselves on this webcam. I thought it was so cool. Like that was like my first like, like cameras were like like recording yourself and stuff like that, wasn't that like commonplace back then. So like photo booth was a really good like introduction for me. And so me and my friends would like record ourselves and then I would take the footage, put it into iMovie and then like edit it into like a little like dumb movie or something. And I don't know. I just thought it was like so fun. Like the whole process, like filming it, setting up the shots and like trying to like edit it together um and so that was like the introduction and then just like throughout my life like I've always loved like taking photos um I remember like saving up to buy a camera um but it sort of like took a back back seat in high school where I focused more on like academics and you know trying to get into good college but then um once I was in college I realized like Um, you know, I'm not really interested in the stuff I thought I was interested in and I just wanted to commit more to, you know, being a creative and like, cause it's a lot more fun than, you know, like a boring, like corporate job or whatever. No offense to anyone who likes their corporate job. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's boring, boring to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally (laughs) understand that. Like putting, putting your creative interest in the backseat, but then you realize that like, life isn't really fun if you're not engaging with them. So I think I kind of had something similar where I was really interested in creative stuff as a kid. And then I got really into school and probably the beginning of high school, I was just like drowning myself in schoolwork. But then I realized that like that interest for media and making things was not going away. And so then I started to actually like consider it as a career path. 
Um, so when I started my YouTube channel, I initially was extremely shy about it. Like I did not tell a single soul and not even my friends were allowed to know because I knew they were very talkative and word would get out. So did you have that experience? Was it initially like embarrassing to have a YouTube channel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good question. Um, embarrassed for like certain people to find out because like, I remember when I made my first video, I like posted about it on social media. I was like on Instagram. I was like, I started a YouTube channel. Like everyone go subscribe and watch. So like all my, all my friends like knew like right off the bat, like I posted on Snapchat, all that stuff. Um, because I kind of wanted like, you know, get some like views, you know, and like get some traction. Um, but I didn't tell like my family members, like I didn't want them to find out. Um, I just like, I don't know. I just felt like they would think it's really like weird. Like, why are you like recording yourself and posting on the internet? I was just like, it's just easier to like not tell them mm -hmm. and then just like do it. And then if it turns into something, maybe they'll just find out later on down the line. Yeah. Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with, with my friends, I, I would have told them I guess if I hadn't had past experiences. So before I started my YouTube channel, I just had a blog and I told them about that and then later regretted it because, I mean, they were really nice about it. Like they wanted to spread the word about it because they thought it was cool, Aww. but that's not how I saw it. I just didn't want them to tell anyone. So like because of that past experience, I knew that if I told them, word would get out eventually. Um, but like with my family, I feel like they were used to me doing stuff like this. They knew about my blog. So they also just don't really, I guess, talk to other people about my, what I'm, what's going on with me. So I wasn't really worried about them making it public. Okay. So next I want to talk about your podcast. You have a podcast called the something creative podcast and I listened to your first episode and I especially like the story where you talked about how you set and you met your goal of reaching a thousand subscribers by the end of last year using the law of attraction. <laughs> so can you tell us more about how that worked? Because I'm sure a lot of listeners would love to recreate that success story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to preface it by saying that um, I was also, I think I was kind of lucky. Like it's, it's crazy that that happened, but Anyway, so basically, so I started my YouTube channel in 2018, and then I was just posting vi videos casually, like, just having fun with it, like most people do when they start. Um, but then, like, as I kept posting, I was like, it's, like, fun also for me to, like, try to grow the channel and, like, try to get more viewers, because, like, I'll, it's, like, a creative thing, but also, you know, everyone likes to get, like, more views on their videos, you know? Because, like, in a way, it's, like, validating, like, it kind of says, like, this is, like, a good video in a way. Not always the case, but, yeah. Um, and then I'm always big on, like, having goals, like, you know, like, New Year's resolutions. They don't necessarily have to be, like, at the start of the new year, but, like, just having goals in general. And so at the start of 2019, I, like, have this big whiteboard in my dorm room, and I wrote a bunch of goals on it for, like, stuff I wanted to accomplish, um, by the end of the year and um, one of those goals uh, a lot of them were like YouTube related um, but like the main one was like hit a thousand subscribers by the end of the year and that number might not sound like a lot like a thousand subscribers like in the grand scheme of like YouTube like that's like nothing but um, for me I think I was at like 
I don't know, maybe like 300, 400 subscribers at the start of the year. And like I was growing at like one subscriber a week or something. <laughs> so like a thousand was like a big jump for me. Um, and so that was that was the goal in mind, like the whole year of 2019, like work towards a thousand subscribers. Um, and the reason why I like do goals and stuff was because um, partly like, you know, something to work towards, but also like you said, you know, the law of attraction. Um, I'm, I'm not very good at like explaining this, but basically like, you know, speaking like your ideas into existence through like, you know, positive, like a positive mindset and, you know, um, just like working hard. Um, there are a lot of better videos that explain this, but it's just sort of like, you know, having a positive mindset in everything you do and, um, yeah, having goals that you're working towards. And so basically a thousand subscribers was like the goal that I was working towards. And I really believed that I could do it. And I think having that belief in yourself is what will, um, ultimately like make you reach that goal. Um, so I had this goal in mind and then for like the first eight months of the year, like I really didn't grow that much at all. Like maybe I grew like, like maybe like a hundred subscribers. So I was at like 500 subscribers by like October. <laughs> so I still had like a lot more to go by the end of the year to get to a thousand subscribers. And like, it wasn't looking good. I was like, there's no way I'm going to a thousand. Um, but then, but I, <laughs> But then, yeah, I was like, um, you know, I'm just going to keep posting and, you know, trust the process. Like, I believe I can do this. I just need to put out some more videos and maybe it just might happen. Um, so then in November, I think end of November. So one of the first videos that got a lot of traction on my channel was like a day in my life video at Boston College, which is my university. Um, and it got like 40,000 views. I posted that in 2018. I think I'm not sure and it got me like a hundred subscribers so that's why that's how I got to like 500 subscribers like through that video and so in November of 2019 when I was at was almost to the end of the year I was like I'm gonna do another day in my life video since the other one did so well and but this one like after like doing YouTube for like a year and you know also like meeting a bunch of other creators that like gave me some advice um I like recreated the video, but like made it a lot better and like more um, professional and like better flow and like giving the viewers what they want to see and like um, optimizing it for YouTube, you know. Um, so I made a new day in my life video and um, just took off. I mean, it got like more views than any other video on my channel within like the first week. And um, it basically like catapulted my channel like past a thousand subscribers. I made another day in my life video, like right after that to like get even more traction. So then I was like, I think by the end of the year, I had like 4,000 subscribers or something. Like within the last month period, I like got like eight times the amount of subscribers I had, which is crazy. Where do you think was the first place that you heard of the law of attraction? I want to say I heard it in another YouTuber's videos. Do you know who Steezy Kane is? No. Okay, so he's 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 another he's a pretty big YouTuber. He does like um like pranks and stuff. And I think I saw he tweeted out 
or like no he commented on a video on youtube about the law of attraction like explaining it um like some some like basic explanation like this is law of attraction if you like follow this you'll like be successful achieve all your goals and he commented on it like two years ago i think and he was like i'm gonna follow this and like come back to this comment in two years when i have like a million subscribers or something and i think he posted two years later talking about that comment and he had like two million subscribers so i was like that's crazy that's proof like he he just put it into existence and then he did it yeah i think the first place i heard about it was in middle school i had this art teacher who i loved and i still like keep in touch with but she loved to show us stuff like the secret is like the classic movie on the law of attraction have you seen that what's it called the secret the seek that sounds familiar yeah, so she showed us that movie in class. I don't really know why. I think it was, like, in art class. And I was extremely, like, I was a very practical, like, logical, scientific person. Mm. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, you think imagining stuff is going to make it happen in real life? And so at that point, I was extremely not open to it. But then I guess just, like, seeing more about it on the internet, I got used to it more and more. And then it got to the point where, like, I was sending her book recommendations like you sh- you should read The Universe Has Your Back by Gabriel Bernstein like it's this great book on the law of attraction. So it's interesting. Yeah, uh, everything will be in the show notes of course, but like it's interesting how your beliefs really flip-flop. Um I guess I just want to explain a little bit more for people who haven't heard much about the law yeah, of attraction. Yeah, you should probably explain it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot of different explanations, so I'm still a little more of like a scientific person so some people will explain it and be like you have to send out you have to like align your vibrations you know with the vibrations of the universe and for me that's not really yeah yeah. (laughs) it's not my preferred explanation but the way I like to think of it in a more practical way is like if there's something you want to achieve, like growing on YouTube, if you're constantly thinking about it and you're telling people about this goal, then naturally you will notice more opportunities and people will come to you with opportunities. Or like I've heard people talking about like maybe you want to get a new apartment or something and you envision your dream apartment and so that makes you more like you're walking down the street and you notice an ad, you know, like you're, you're more likely to notice that or mm. people will reach out to you about that. So yeah, depending on how much of like a woo-woo or a scientific person you are, you can choose your own explanation for it. But it's definitely something I think that has helped in my life as well. I also wanted to comment on how you were saying, like now looking back, the 1000 subscribers doesn't seem that big, but I guess just like as a word of encouragement to anyone who's starting their YouTube channels, like those definitely are big things to achieve in the beginning. I remember like the first, uh, for example, a thousand Instagram followers was so difficult to get to. And then I would cross it and someone would unfollow me and bring me back down. Oh, Um, no. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Yeah. When I say like it's not that big, like and like thousand subscribers, like that was probably like one of the happiest like probably my yeah the most exciting like youtube milestone like even though like now it's like not like a thousand isn't like proportional like to how many subscribers i have isn't as much but like that moment was like so rewarding and like 
just the idea of like a thousand people like at that time like wanting to watch my videos is that's something like that's just crazy yeah and just like you were saying how you decided to just keep posting and like trust the process that's honestly like the only formula of success that i can think of for youtube like in a lot of ways it's very hard to predict but if you just keep posting like you're gonna possibly guarantee your best chances for success on it you also mentioned that you um made friends with other youtubers and got a lot of advice for them is there anything that stands out to you as the best piece of advice that you got um i'm just gonna give i'm just gonna give a shout out to um i don't know if he'll be listening to this but shout out to elliot elliot Choi. he was like probably the biggest mentor to me starting out um i don't think he even knows how much he helped me but um yeah he gave me a lot of advice but probably the thing I took away the most and like which I guess I'm like an example of is that you know like you said it's all about continuing to post and that will basically maximize your chances of you know finding success um but really like for YouTube like all it takes is this is what Elliot said all it takes is one video to change your life pretty much um you just need one video to take off and then there you go like your your channel's like growing and like you could do something from there like it it was my day in my life video it was my guessing major video like just when i thought like that was it like i posted that other video and then like things totally changed so you just gotta keep posting just gotta keep posting. Yeah, it's like Dory says in Finding Nemo, you just gotta keep swimming. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> switch around the order that I was planning on a little bit because we kind of already started talking about it. So um, something we talked about before this call was like how YouTube can sometimes feel like a game and it's difficult to like balance trying to get more views and trying to get more subscribers and looking at all the numbers with the actual creative side of it. So. Is there anything that helps you with that? Like, how do you balance those two very different aspects of doing YouTube? I think that's just like a, that's always going to be a struggle for anyone that's like a creative trying to also do it as a living. Cause like you have to be, you, you want to be creative, but also like you gotta, you gotta pay the bills and you want to like grow on YouTube, you know? I don't know. I, I, I kind of took like a month and a half hiatus from YouTube, like as of late um kind of just like took a step back to like think about how can I you know make this like fun again because like I sort of lost some of that where like I was too focused on you know making a very clickable video and like you know optimizing for YouTube and I sort of lost like the creative part where like I was afraid to you know try new things and experiment I guess like advice I'd have is to you know not be afraid to experiment and you know you're not gonna lose all your subscribers if you post like one bad video or like a video that's like different than your other videos mm -hmm. <laughs> just like continue to be creative and un remember like why you're doing this in the first place like if it's not fun then like what's like the point you know life's too short to do stuff that you know sucks <laughs> I think um, before I started doing like paid photography, um, I would always hear people saying that like once you once you start doing something that you enjoyed previously as a hobby, as a job, 
like that can kill your love for it and and mm. so i think that doing youtube if it is like a job or a kind of a part-time job it'll never be a hundred percent fun like at the end of the day all jobs are going to be stressful or get like mundane or frustrating in some way but if you start out being really interested in it then i think it's definitely like possible to um keep that interest alive i think taking a break is also a really good idea i've definitely taken breaks with my youtube channel and i think it's nothing to like be afraid of i mean especially in the beginning stages like i definitely hear about big youtubers like worried that you know their engagement will drop and then that's like their paycheck basically so they're they can't really risk that yeah. but in the beginning stages when i wasn't really earning money from youtube um i definitely took advantage of that opportunity to just like take a break if i felt like it and think about what i was creating um what about like i guess less of like an overall channel theme and more of like individual videos and how they do like do you find that affecting you in your day-to-day -day life because this is something that I actually talked to talked about with my therapist I was telling her about like how basically how YouTube works and she was like it's it's like gambling you're gambling with each video that you post because you could get a really good response and it feels amazing or it flops and then you feel bad about yourself and it's like week after week after week of that. So what's been your experience with that? I feel like like I don't upload enough, honestly. So like I don't have too many videos like to base stuff off of. But like like I, I feel like I usually have like an understanding like this video isn't gonna do well as like like my guessing majors video. Like I think I think you like sort of get an understanding of that. Um but, like, I think when you – after you post for a while and you, like, get a certain amount of views, like, you sort of, like, create a number in your head. Like, this vi every video has to get, like, this amount or it's, like, a flop yeah. or something, you know? Do you do that? Yeah. And then, well, sometimes it doesn't reach that number and then it's really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it also helps to tone down my expectations because, like, I know that not every video will get 500,000 views. If I set a lower bar, I can – like be happy with the results more often i think i think like mr b says this he like if like a video flops don't take it as like a loss just like look at it be like what what worked what didn't and then iterate improve and then just keep posting yeah i think i kind of have two pieces of advice that i've thought about for like dealing with this problem um so one would be like being clear on what you want from your YouTube channel. Like initially when I started, it definitely was very much about the numbers for me. And so I would set numbers based goals for myself and it was frustrating if I didn't meet them. But then like once it started growing and I could call it like my job, I realized that what I really wanted from YouTube was to have like a creative independent job that allowed me to like do it from anywhere that I wanted and like design my own schedule and so then I realized like if a video flops or views are going down or subscribers aren't growing as fast as I want them mm -hmm. to that side of things like the independence and the enjoyment I get from YouTube doesn't change at all it's only the numbers that change so just like getting clear on what it is that like usually the the most surface level goal is numbers, 
but there's something below that that you want the numbers to like lead you to. And then my second piece of advice is I guess like having other stuff going on in your life. So something I noticed was that when I had my YouTube channel in high school and like no one was watching my videos, it didn't affect me that much because I was also in school at the same time and involved in a bunch of clubs. And so like if a video flopped, there were other things in my life that were probably going better and that I could focus on. But then the problem I faced um, in my unexpected second gap year and quarantine and all of that was that YouTube literally became the only thing that I was working on. So if a video flopped, that was it. Like that was my main focus and I didn't really have anything else to turn to to like forget about that. That that's really good advice, especially that second point. Like I find myself like I think about YouTube like way too much and I need other hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And it can be like creatively draining too, like mm-hmm. if that's all you think about, like I think you you need to like vary it up or you'll just like get like a creative roadblock. Finding other hobbies is really good advice that I have yet to follow because I feel like YouTube is almost like consumed all of my hobbies and turned them into my job because like my youtube channel talks about a lot of different things like language learning or productivity and like those are the things that i was interested in and then all of a sudden now they're literally the things that make me money you know it's tough because like also like youtube like it's literally like your like your channel is you Mm -hmm. like so it encapsulates everything so it's hard to like separate that Cause you're like, sometimes I'm like, I'm doing something. I'm like, oh, I could like make it, make that into a video or something. It's like no part of everything. No part of your life now can't get swallowed up by YouTube. (laughs) It's, it's a definitely a double edged sword because I really like that. My YouTube channel is kind of me in a way because I know that I can talk about anything and I don't have to worry that if my interests kind of change, like now I can't do this YouTube channel anymore. But then, yeah, it becomes, like, difficult to separate your YouTube channel from who you really are behind the screen. Yeah, yeah. I also wanted to ask you about how the Guessing College Majors video came to be. Because initially when I first talked to you, I thought that it was, like, a complete accident. But it was more planned, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was on YouTube, I want to say, in, like, January. um, And... This video pops up on my recommended feed. Um, shout out to Angelica Song. Um, she basically made this video at UC Berkeley where she goes up to other college students and tries to guess their majors. And this video popped up in my recommended, like, I want to say, like, a few times, like, three or four times. And I saw it had, like, I don't know, a few hundred thousand views. So eventually, after, like, getting recommended it a few times, I clicked on it. I was like, what is this video about? Um, and basically, yeah, she guesses people's majors. It's a cool idea. Um, I saw that she didn't have like a big subscriber base. So I was like, oh, this video like organically just like blew up. Like she didn't have a big audience to start with. And so I was like, oh, there's like something here. So I like searched up, like have other people like done this video concept. And I think there was like one other video like it, but like literally only two videos. But then I was like, yeah, if she's getting like a hundred multiple hundred thousand views on this video i was like i could do this at my university and you know like make it my own and like do my own twist on it and yeah so (laughs) i watched her video i was inspired by her 
Um, again, shout out to her. She's she's super cool. Go check her out. Big fan. We're homies now. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, so I recreated the video, did my own little twist on it, um, and was like tried to make it like like looked at a bunch of like other like interview style videos and like viral type videos and like studied like what those videos did well and tried to like incorporate a lot of those elements into mine and then yeah I posted it and then it did okay for the first week and then like the second week like the algorithm picked it up and then that was that (laughs) yeah I I've always found it interesting how a lot of times a video won't blow up if it does ever blow up immediately. Like, there's some lag for some reason before the YouTube algorithm decides to pick it up. Um, If anyone's interested, I did a video, I think it was my blogging story or something like that, like how I started my YouTube channel, and I talked about, like, I looked back at my analytics and I went through my videos that did the best, but then also, like, looked at the graphs for the views and how long it took them to do that well Mm. so i had like a video on language learning and a video on decluttering my room that were both really big for my channel and i think both of them like took months to actually start doing well which is which is very exciting because like when you have a youtube channel you're like after a while you're sitting on this archive of videos and you almost like never know when one of them could start doing well so yeah the numbers can be very exciting sometimes yeah when it just blows up out of nowhere, that's like, that's like, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew this video was good. It, I'm glad it's getting some attention now. Yeah, I knew all of my videos were good. Now, finally, people are seeing. Um, okay, I want to move on now to talking about balancing YouTube with school. Because um, we both started our YouTube channels when we were in school. So I think it's super impressive that you've been growing this channel while you were in college. And, uh, like, with my YouTube channel, I definitely had, like, an experience, like, a difficult experience trying to balance it with schoolwork. I just remember um, staying up late editing or editing during study halls or stuff like that. So, do you have any tips or time management techniques for balancing YouTube with schoolwork? (laughs) I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, I've been in the same boat where... A lot of my videos have been completed in all-nighters. Like, <laughs> honestly, I feel like that's my best work. Like, the Guessing Majors videos, like, I was like, I want to post on Sunday, so I'm going to stay up all night and post it on Sunday. <laughs> honestly, I, I I wouldn't say I'm one of the most, like, time, time effective or time efficient people. But um, in terms of advice, something I found helpful as of late is, like, using a calendar like google calendar is super handy for organizing like you know not just youtube stuff but just like your your life in general and you know just like not having to put your mind through so much stress trying to remember what stuff you have to do um and then you know with youtube like allocating time for you know filming videos editing and um yeah just just planning it out yeah yeah i think also it's just like you said, it's really important to free up your mind. So I get really stressed out if like not everything is written down. So I think just like having everything in an app or on a piece of paper or whatever and just not having to think about it is very Mm. underrated. And then like you said, like you wanted to upload that video on Sunday. I feel like 
just being kind of almost stubborn in the beginning is a big part of it. Like, there were definitely a lot of times when I could have been like, no, this is taking too long, or I'm tired, not going to upload a video this week, and no one was watching my video, so it would have been extremely easy to skip a week back then. But exactly. you have to just, like, pick a day when you're going to upload a video and commit to it, because otherwise, like, you can't really expect your channel to grow if you can't, like, have that sort of um, commitment to it and, like, the discipline to keep uploading. Yeah. Discipline is, is, like, everything. The mm-hmm. moment you're, like... The moment you like make an excuse, like that's You're that's done. when you like the excuses come in and then yeah. Like that's where I'm at. Like I gave into the excuses for a little bit. But you gotta you gotta be self disciplined because if you're not disciplined then like no one else no one else is gonna care. No one's gonna no one else is gonna motivate you. You have to find that in yourself. Yeah. Especially in the beginning. I remember seeing somewhere someone was talking about how like with any sort of project, especially creative projects or like starting a business or whatever, in the beginning, it's literally just going to be you relying on your self-motivation. Because, for example, with a YouTube channel, if there's no one watching, like no one's going to notice. If there's no brands you're working with, there's nothing to deliver. Like it's just you and your deadlines and nothing else. But eventually you do get to a point where some deadlines are imposed upon you or people start expecting your videos and they start messaging you like where's the weekly video (laughs) (laughs) which is also a double-edged sword because sometimes it's a little overwhelming but it's also like good to have people keeping you accountable and not always be just relying on yourself yeah does that does that help you like i get like i'll get a message like when is the new vlog or whatever um does that, like, motivate you to, like, get it done faster? <laughs> I find it just, like, makes me more stressed. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I, like, I appreciate that people watch my videos and they expect to see new videos and they're, like, waiting for them. But it honestly just annoys me a little bit. Um, the The other side of it where it's, like, I have to deliver a video because it's a sponsored video and they want to see it a couple of days beforehand... I do like that because that's like a very solid deadline that makes sure I'm mm. not finishing the video the day I'm uploading it. But yeah, the when people message me, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> um, and then in terms of like creating consistent content, one problem that a lot of people have messaged me about and asked me about is trying to stay inspired. Like, I guess... Partly staying inspired just to keep going with YouTube, but also just on a more detailed level, like consistently coming up with new video ideas. So how do you come up with new ideas and stay inspired? I guess I'm always like thinking of ideas, like just in my day to day life, because, you know, I love YouTube and like want to make really good videos. So if I like I'll just be like going about my day and then I'll like maybe I'll see like something online or like in my day to day life, I'll like an idea for something I'll like I have this big list of ideas on my phone like in the notes app like probably like over like 200 different ideas um and I'll just like write it down um I might do it later on in the future or it might be just something totally dumb but I'll still like write it down um because it could like inspire something else or I might actually end up doing the idea later on um but you know as you like make YouTube videos you get to those points where you're like I don't have like a video idea or something um but I think it's like a balance between like you know sometimes maybe you won't have like the best idea but sometimes you I think you have to 
also just always keep moving and like posting so like um not losing that momentum um sometimes you just have to like push through it and just make a video but also sometimes maybe you just have to like take a break and um give yourself a breather yeah i i find it funny that you mentioned momentum because that was literally what i wrote on my little sheet of notes um <laughs> that yeah for me momentum Same is ex wavelength. yeah extremely important because like I think a lot of people think that inspiration is like you wait for an idea to come and then you make a video, but it's definitely more like you make a video every week and that's how the ideas keep flowing. So for me, if I fall mm. off the tracks with creating, that's when I lose inspiration and motivation. But like if I just keep chugging along, then everything kind of goes pretty smoothly. Yeah. And if I can't come up with an idea, then just like you, I also have like a big list of ideas that I'm constantly updating. And if I go to that, like there's always something in there that I can apply to the current video. And another specific thing that helps me is I don't honestly watch that much YouTube these days, but I like to go to my subscriptions feed and just like scroll through thumbnails and see what people are doing. Kind of partly, I guess, to like see what the trends are, but just for ideas in general. So like, for example, recently I saw someone did a video where it's like my subscribers like decide what I do for a day you know like where they do Instagram mm -hmm. polls to make all their decisions and so I thought hmm like maybe I could do something like that maybe I could do something where it's like my subscribers decide like how I plan my week you know to sort of tailor it more to what my channel is about um, so yeah, I think keeping a list of ideas is essential. Just like you said, not all of them might work out, but at the very least, they'll inspire something else. For sure. For sure. And also add on to that, like for people starting out, like you might be discouraged because your videos might not be like to the quality or level that you want them to be. So I would say like, like even myself, like I think just to keep like doing the practice of like making videos you don't necessarily have to upload them just like practicing will like you might like come upon like a video idea just through the process of doing it and just like always like continuing to you know have momentum even if it's not directly like posting it to the world yeah the only way you'll get better is by practicing this isn't about youtube it's about photography but a lot of people would ask me how did you get better at photography and i never had like a good satisfying answer for them because like I didn't really watch any tutorials I didn't like get new camera equipment or you know learn anything that I could be like here mm -hmm. learn this and you'll get better literally for me if I look back at my past work it was just the more I took photos and the more I edited like somehow they just got better I feel like Part of it is like skills, but also just kind of your eye developing. Like you, you see what works and you just get way better at like intuitively recreating that. Okay, so finally, right now you're a senior at Boston College. So do you have any post-grad plans? Is YouTube something that you would like to do full-time in the future? Yeah, that's, that's a big question. Um, yeah, so what I'm telling my friends, what I'm telling my family, I'm telling everyone, I probably will make a video on this too, like being more clear about it. But yeah, I, you know, life's, life's too short to not, you know, do or chase your dreams and, you know, at least try to do the things you're passionate about as a full-time job. So 
Um, I'm going to try, try to be like a full-time YouTuber slash like pursue other business endeavors once I graduate college. I don't know where that'll be. Like I might stay home or I might, you know, move somewhere. Um, West Coast sounds really nice. Um, that's yeah, where all the YouTubers that's, that's go. <laughs> yeah. I might, I might be going there in January depending on, you know, the pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, keeping your options open is really important. Um, So when I was in high school, I was involved in a couple of different things, and, like, I enjoyed all of them, and YouTube was just another thing that I added on top of it. And I guess, I like, I didn't really know which one of those might pan out into something really long-term. Like, um, I was part of the school newspaper, and for a while I was definitely really interested in, like, working for a magazine or some sort of a publication and then my youtube channel started to do better and i was like oh okay like i guess this is what i'm gonna follow for now but even now i feel like your publication yeah i created my own publication yeah so i feel like even now i still am trying to keep an open mind about other opportunities but like as long as this is growing and still very exciting to me it's like, yeah, just like you said, life's too short. Why not try to keep going with it? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's going to work out, but like, I just want to know, like, at the end of my life that I gave it my best shot and no regrets. Okay. So for the last part, we're going to do a lightning round with a couple of quick questions. So what has been your most important habit that you've been keeping up with lately? Hmm. I think waking up at the same time every day. I started doing that like three weeks ago and it's made me feel a lot less like stressed. Like my circadian, I think it's your like circadian rhythm. Like it's like under control now. Um, I think, I think like humans are just meant to like have like a consistent like time they wake up and go to sleep. And it's just been easier with like, um, you know, um, I, I feel like more well rested and then I can, get things done during the day it sounds really small but yeah try to wake up at the same time every day it'll make things a lot better in your life yeah i believe we talked about pulling all-nighters or staying up late to finish editing videos and i feel like that's also very like romanticized is like that hustle culture of like keep working 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 (laughs) sleep is for the week you know like i literally heard that as a young kid and i feel like that's such a harmful message like I think we're definitely moving towards a place where people are understanding more like sleep is important and taking care of yourself is important. And like, like the most successful you're going to be is if you are also like making sure you're taking care of yourself, you know, for sure, for sure. All right. Second, what is a book that you would recommend to our listeners? Hmm. Not gonna lie. I'm not much of a reader, but I'm trying to be more of a reader. (laughs) Um... I got really into like um, audiobooks or like I would read books and listen to audiobooks while I read them. Um, I really enjoyed um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving. Wait, am I allowed to curse on this? I don't think it. I have that rating on my podcast, so no, sorry. <laughs> okay, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, F word. Yes. So um, it's just a, it's a great like I really love self-help books and like ways to improve yourself. And yeah, it's, uh, I, I would recommend it to anyone that I just recommend it to anyone. Yeah. 
it's great for um, mm-hmm. putting things into perspective and, you know, stop caring as much about what other people think of you, which is once you can do that, you can do like anything. Yeah, I think that's especially applicable to like the topic of this podcast. When you're on social media and you're on YouTube, you have to learn how to just let some of the comments just slide off. And finally, what is, in your opinion, the best holiday song? <laughs> hmm. I like, uh, what is it? I like All I Want for Christmas is You, but not the Mariah Carey version, the Michael Bublé version. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check out that version. It's so good. All I hear is Mariah yeah, Carey. Yeah, no, I like his version more. <laughs> no offense to Mariah Carey, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she gets enough royalties from that song anyways. <laughs> All right, so where? thank you so much for being on the podcast. Where can our listeners find you online? Of course, thank you for having me. Um, so you can find me on YouTube, Sean Rizwan, S-H-A-N is my first name, Rizwan, R-I-Z-W-A-N. Um, same thing, Instagram handles at Sean Rizwan. And yeah, that's me. So three takeaways from today's episode. First of all, discipline and consistency are key with starting any project, especially creative projects. In the beginning, there's not going to be deadlines. There's not going to be people reminding you of what you need to do. And so you need to be really stubborn and set deadlines for yourself and just like shut down all of the excuses before they even start to pop into your head. Second, if you're struggling with being affected too much by the views and the numbers side of YouTube, social media, content creation, whatever it is that you're doing, my two pieces of advice for that were, number one, get clear on what it is that you want from YouTube. Like, are you actually in it purely for the subscribers and the views? Or is your ultimate goal to create a job or a career for yourself that's a creative outlet that gives you a lot of freedom, a lot of independence? Because ultimately, if that is your goal, then those day-to-day variations in the numbers won't really set you back from that goal. Second, have something else in your life that you enjoy, that you put a lot of work into, that you can kind of turn to if YouTube isn't going fantastically so that can be school that can be any extracurriculars you do that can be your other job that can be some sort of a hobby anything that just gets you out of that mindset of thinking that like youtube is the one and only thing that matters and finally you'll only get better at something if you practice it so if you were listening to this episode thinking about starting a youtube channel starting a podcast whatever just start it. Life is too short. Your first videos, your first episodes probably won't be very good, but that is how everyone starts and that is the only way that you can get better. For today's action of the day, manifest. Give off vibrations to attract abundance. Or if you want to be more practical like I am, just pick one of your goals and write it in a visible place. So in the past, I've liked to set my goals as my phone wallpaper. So I see them every time I pick up my phone. You can write it in the front of your planner. I have my blackboard in my room now. So there's always something on there to focus on like for the week or for the month. But after this conversation, I'm thinking it would be great to use it for some long-term big picture goals. And so if you're always seeing those goals, you're going to be more open to the opportunities that will get you to those goals. If you're always telling people about your goals, they're more likely to come to you with opportunities and help you out with your goals. One recommendation for this week, something I have found very helpful on my YouTube journey is the YouTube channel Channel Notes. 
This is a channel by Michelle B. It's actually no longer an active channel, but she has a huge backlog of very helpful videos. So I specifically remember watching her video about how to create a media kit for working with brands. I'm sure I've watched other ones as well. I feel like whenever I look up a YouTube question, her videos are near the top of the search results. So definitely so much good information there to check out if you want to learn more about doing YouTube. Finally, what is going on at the Bliss Bean at the moment? For one, this month the book club has moved from Facebook to Instagram, so we're not using Facebook anymore. I mean, you can post something on there if you want, but otherwise, all book club activity is now at Blissful Book Club on Instagram. Also going on on Instagram is a journaling challenge, so you'll hear this episode on Wednesday will be kind of in the middle of the challenge, but of course you can join it at any point. I'll also have a stories highlight collecting all of the daily prompts so you can work your way through them whenever you happen to stumble across it. Otherwise, I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family and friends and leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about The Bliss Bean and connect with me on YouTube and Instagram at The Bliss Bean and TheBlissBean.com. If you'd like to sign up to receive the show notes in your inbox every Wednesday morning, that's TheBlissBean.com slash podcast. If you have a listener question, comment, or suggestion, you can send a voice memo to hello at TheBlissBean.com. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.